Good evening, Sports Zodians. How's everybody doing up there tonight? I am Mike Aglioloro. I am your host for this is Sports Zone. We're recording with you live like we do each and every week here via the I-95 Sports and Entertainment Radio Network. And, of course, we are rebroadcast and redistributed through all our various podcasting outlets. So thank you for joining us no matter how you join us, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Anchor, Bullhorn. As always, thank you for listening to us no matter how you listen to us. And we got a good show for you tonight. We'll be joined by Dave Hastings and Eric Tressler in a matter of moments. Don't know if he's joining us tonight, but I will say happy birthday to Eric Pfeiffer, Larry Schmelrose. Hopefully he's with us tonight. Uh, remains to be seen, though. Uh, like I said, we do have a lot to talk about tonight. We have a bunch of football moves to talk about. Baseball moves finally got underway over the weekend. Um Neither the Mets nor the Yankees really got involved in any of that shit, if we're being honest. So we have that. We do have some NCAA college basketball to talk about. Uh, I did actually wind up watching college basketball. I didn't really get to watch it Saturday and Sunday. I'm not going to lie here. I know there were... Decent amount of upsets. Nobody's got a perfect bracket. I don't think anybody's really that surprised by that one. Uh, I did get to watch a decent amount of college basketball on Thursday and Friday. So we do have that. And now we also have, he's joining us. He's getting his audio ready. There he is. Dave Hastings is here tonight. Dave, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, Mike. How are you? Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm all right. I am here. Uh, <laughs> so let's start with some college. Oh, excuse me. Let's start with some football news here. Um, I really just did the preamble. So you're right on time. You know, uh, we've talked about the Aaron Rodgers signing. Tom Brady came back. Um, Russell Wilson moved from Seattle to Denver. And then, since we last joined, I do believe we didn't get a chance to talk about this one last week. Carson Wentz traded from Indianapolis to the Washington Commanders. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, that's hysterical. Um and now we have I some more. You were blowing your nose. I was like, is he really recording himself blowing his nose? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm stopping laughter. It should, gotcha. it should, yeah, that's just hysterical to me. That's that's got to be the funniest move of the offseason. Um, and now yesterday we had Matt Ryan traded. I, I did skip one. So we had Carson Wentz traded to the Washington Commanders. Then we had the big Deshaun Watson trade. Cleveland was supposedly Watson didn't want to go to Cleveland. Then all of a sudden we wake up now. Deshaun Watson is a member of the Cleveland Browns. He gets a big extension 
to do to uh to go to uh Cleveland. Then yesterday Matt Ryan gets traded from the Atlanta Falcons to the Indianapolis Colts. Marcus Mariota is now a member of the Atlanta Falcons. Jameis Winston goes back to the New Orleans Saints. And just looking up the turns of the uh, excuse me, the Deshaun Watson contract. Watson gets traded to the Browns, receives a five-year, $230 million contract that is fully guaranteed. Browns save the Houston Texans three first-round draft picks as well as a third-rounder, and there is a swap of a fourth and a fifth-round pick. And I'll let you go from there. So that's the quarterback moves for this week. Um we have some funny, we have some ridiculous, we have some surprising. What are your thoughts here, Dave? I mean, look, the Mariota to Atlanta, I think that's interesting because, you know, to me, he's a quarterback that can win you some games, but you really got to kind of mold your offense to him. We've already talked about Wentz to the command or commandos or whatever the hell they're called. Um, so whatever with that one. That one, he'll probably be there for another year. And then at some point, some GM, every GM is going to realize he's nothing more than a backup quarterback. Um, Matt Ryan to Indy, I think, is a nice move. Uh, keeping him in a dome, putting him with a good offensive line. Um, Darius Leonard, the all-pro linebacker, is already trying to Julio Jones to come, which I mean, I think we saw last year. Julio's not the guy he used to be, yeah. but still, I think that their chemistry is something that really could benefit them. Um, so I actually really like that move. Only part about it I don't like is if you're the Colts, it's like, holy shit, our six different quarterback in six years, like that's not good. Um, so that 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 to me is something they got to. I know they gave him like a two year extension, so he could be there for next this season and next season. But we'll see if that happens. One thing I will say, and I saw this today, and I was shocked to find this out. I never even realized it. But in Matt Ryan's fourteen year career, he's only missed three games. Um, so the guy definitely knows how to you know stay healthy, and it's tough, um, at least tougher than he looks. That's for sure. Um, but the Deshaun Watson move. I, I just – I don't know how you fork fork over that much and then give them that much money with all these civil suits still hanging over his head and no idea what's going to come out of those. Um, you know, missed all of last year, even though he could have played. I mean, Houston's a mess, so they just chose not to play him, even though they could have played him. Um, yeah. So I think that's a really, really interesting move. Um, but – you know, if you get them a little more talent, I mean, you know, they got the tight end. They've got Amari Cooper now. So, you know, I think they need a little bit more talent on the receiving end, but they still have a decent offensive line. It might arguably be one of the best offensive lines he'll ever play uh, play behind. So that'll be interesting. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be uh, – I definitely think that looking at – the move itself, I do think, is a ballsy move by Cleveland. Uh, I think that's the best way I can say it. I think it's a ballsy move by Cleveland, and I can't say that I'm a big fan of it. I mean, they gave up a lot 
on top of the money with the draft picks and everything, they gave up a lot to get him. So I don't know if I'm the, if I'm a Cleveland fan, how happy I am. But and then what's next is you know what happens with Baker Mayfield. Um, so yeah, Cleveland that that should be pretty interesting to see how that unfolds. Yeah, we do still have what happens with Baker Mayfield to find out. Um, with that, though, I will turn things over to this person who just joined the show and always happy to have him here. Eric Tressler's here tonight. Eric, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Good. So we're talking about the quarterback carousel and the moves of the last week. Obviously, the big one was Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan to the Colts. All so what do you guys thing. think the best move was? Let me ask that. What do you think the best move was? I'm going to be honest here. I think Matt Ryan going to the Colts could be the best move. That, that, would, be my, that would be my answer as well. Yeah. Really? So out of Deshaun Watson, all of that, Matt Ryan to the Colts is what you guys think? Well, I think – so I mean, let me let me tell you let me tell you why you guys are have have it have your your half right and you just have the wrong side of it right is the the team that made out the best isn't the Colts and Matt Ryan it's honestly the Atlanta Falcons they went really? and they signed a guy like Marcus Mariota they're they're able to trade and get whatever value they could for Matt Ryan which let's be honest there really isn't a huge value for him so. Got what they could, able to sign a Marcus Mariota, which pretty much tells me they're in tank mode. And this is the year they're looking to reset the bar, knowing there's no good quarterbacks coming in this class. There's nothing to reach for. They're going to pretty much tank next year. And I think they're going to be right in line to get one of the top QBs coming out next year. And next year's draft class is going to be exponentially better than this class. It is it is like really a, a different class of QB coming out next year than it is this year. So I think what they're doing is they are setting themselves up for future success by making this move and getting rid of Matt Ryan. Mm. Well, I mean, I get that Matt Ryan probably didn't have a lot of value because he was older, but I think, he, and I, I listen, I don't know what the quarterback class next year looks like. You obviously have that one on me. If that's what you say, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. But the fact that you trade a franchise quarterback in Matt Ryan, he might be 37 old. 37 years old. 37. 37 years old, but I think the idea that he can't provide you two really good seasons with a team that's got some good skill position players. No, no, no. Good. You're, you're missing it, though, Mike. The, the skill position players are gone. The, I know they drafted Kyle Pitts last year. No, 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 no. I'm talking I, – I, I, I apologize. Skill position uh, players for the Colts. But yeah, Matt yeah, Ryan on the I'm team saying. like that, the Colts. That's, that's why I'm saying is, yeah, it's a good move for the Colts, but I think it's a better move for Atlanta, who's pretty much stripped their team down of talent. They're not. They're going to be without Calvin Ridley. They have no Julio Jones. All they drafted was Kyle Pitts, and I feel bad for that man at this point. Gage is gone. Uh, I, I don't know who else. Are, I don't know who's going to be catching the ball for him next year. They got no running game. Like this to me makes all the sense in the world why Atlanta would want to get rid of Matt Ryan at this point. It's no word that they're not going to gear up for a two year run with Matt Ryan. And it seems like Indy feels like they're that one quarterback away. Oh, we got Taylor yeah. and we yeah. got, well, we got some receivers and we're that one quarterback away. And uh, Carson Wentz is the guy and this guy's the guy and that guy. 
None of these guys are the guy. I'm sorry. Like, I, they, this trade is getting Matt Ryan is going to come in and do what Phillip Rivers did and did what Carson Wentz did. And he's going to win just enough games to make him good, just enough games to make him relevant, but nowhere near making a Super Bowl run. And that's exactly what Matt Ryan's going to do. So the Colts are getting exactly what they've got in the last few years. And that's all well and good. To me, this move just sets Atlanta up for the future. They've stripped this team down. They got nothing left. I mean, they're go- I don't even think defensively they're very good. Like, I, I don't know if this team could win more than three or four games next year. Yeah, like, but I, I got to be honest, I really think they're in the running for one of those top two or three picks. Yeah, but here's my question, though, and then I'll turn it over to Dave. You talk about stripped down. Yeah, they definitely stripped it down. And, you know, if they're in tank mode for next year, that's cool and everything. What extra assets did they really get, though, for stripping the team down? An extra third-round pick this year. And that's yeah, everything they, they I, have. It's not about, that's it's everything, not about that, though. though. It's about making I sure do think it's part wanna, of it. They don't want to add stuff this year. They, you know, they should. To, they, why? They're not trying to win games this year. You st- if you're really in tank mode, you're trying to stockpile. It starts this year, so you have a little base there. So when you yeah, get your franchise, stack. but when you get your franchise quarterback next year, you want him coming in with some weapons, some, some, I, I'm not going to say totally ready-made, but you want a little foundation to build that quarterback around. You don't really have that this year. Yes. And no, they can go out and sign guys next year to come in and be those pieces around. But what was like, the point of stripping do down then? What was the point of stripping point down? Of then, stripping though? down is making sure they're talentless so that they can lose a lot of games. The more talent you have, the more games you're going to get, you have a chance of winning. So I think they stripped it down to pretty much tank, knowing that they, they were going to be without Ridley, knowing that they had traded away Julio Jones or got rid of Julio Jones the year before. They really don't have anybody else. So I think for them, it was like, well, what are we going to do with Matt Ryan? Is just sit here and play? No, screw that. Trade him. We'll take the dead cap hit. Screw the money. We'll sign Mariota because it makes it look like we're doing something. And we're going to go into this season with no talent and, and try to tank. I think that's what they're trying to do. I, I know you're saying they like, oh, what capital are they gaining, you know, to make that pick next That's year my thing. It. Yeah. But again, it's not about them gaining capital right now because they don't have anything to gain capital with. Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley suspended. They only, they got what they got for Julio Jones and Matt Ryan wasn't worth a lot. Outside of that, they don't have any valuable pieces to draw back a lot. So they got what they could. Next ahead, year they're gonna have to build next year they're gonna have to build young and then sign either pieces around whoever they bring in or figure it out from there. But I that's what I think is gonna happen is they're gonna go out, they're gonna tank, they're gonna get a good draft pick, they're gonna try and draft somebody next year and then build from there. Right. Run a QB with a rookie deal. Go ahead, Dave. I mean, Eric, I definitely get your points and see where you're coming from, but I mean for for the Colts to be able to basically get a guy that is going to help that is is better than Carson Wentz is going to help them. Is he win though? Games. Yes. Is, yes. He, is he better yes. than Philip Rivers? Because I don't well, think he is. I, I think, think so. I think he's going to do more than Philip Rivers did. Yes. I don't think but, so. It sounds this is Philip Rivers 2.0. Either, either way, they gave up a third round pick from a team that believes that they can win now. I mean, I don't see them being able to beat Buffalo or Kansas City or, you know, we can go through the list of AFC teams that I think are better than them. We'll be here for a little bit. But I think that to only give up a third-round pick to fill the most important position on a football team when you have your star running back on his rookie deal, you have talent, a talented offensive line, a talented defense, and, and really 
position to, to push to win that division and host, you know, be the home team for at least one or two playoff games and to be in the mix at the end of the year. To only give up a third round pick and be able to be in that position, I don't know what else, I, I don't know how else you better were, that trade. They were I, in that position with Carson Wentz, though. Like they were there with Carson Wentz. That, that exactly what you described is where they already were. So I just don't see how Matt Ryan gets them to that next level of championship when they're he's just going to get them to the same level that Carson Wentz got him and Philip Rivers got him. Phil, Carson Wentz got him to the playoffs. He, no, he, like he didn't. No, he didn't. He blew it in the last, final week. All right, he fi- blew it in the final week. Jackson. Yeah, there you go. All right, so he blew it in the final week. But either, either still, you know what I'm saying is he's going to get him to the same point. So he loses in the first round of the playoffs. Is that really worth it? I know you're saying the third round pick, like, but again, they trade I think a second round pick for Carson Wentz. It, the picks don't matter. Again, the picks are all arbitrary, as I've told you guys before, because the picks only matter if you know what you're doing with. Them. Like if you give up picks, like you know, you got to know what you're giving up. And obviously, they think a third round pick is. To me, I think a third round pick is worth it for Matt Ryan. I'd give up a giant third round pick to get Matt Ryan for two years. I would. Yeah, I think a lot of teams I, I, would, and I think that's the problem. I think, I think would, he could have yeah. got. I think you could have gotten a little bit more for him, truthfully. I don't think you could have. I think that was his value. I think that any team would have gave that up for him, but I don't think anybody was going to go more than that. I don't think he was worth the second round pick. I don't think he was really worth more than what he got. Like, I think he was, I think the the trade was appropriate. I think it was okay on both sides. I don't think anyone really won or lost. I think the Colts are going to end up in the same spot and Atlanta's pretty much going to end up in the same spot sucking. So it's going to like, well, it's either kind of a wash, but at the same time, I just look at it for the advantage for, for Matt Ryan. But the other question I want to bring up is because I'm, you know, we could beat a dead horse here talking about these two. I don't know from your guys' point, speaking on Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, what do you guys think is going to happen there? Because, I mean, I granted, I know they came out and they're not going to go forward with the trials for the criminal suits. But he still has 22 pending civil suits. He, there's no word yet from the league. Now, granted, I don't think that the Cleveland was working in the dark here. I think they kind of have an inkling of what the NFL is going to do when they sign him to this kind of money. But are they going to give him the Ray Rice suspension of two games? Are they going to give him the, you know, what is the Randy Gregory six game? I, I don't know what they're going to do here. Like, I, I don't know. Like, what, what do you guys think? Because I, I got to think that he gets something out of this. Well, I'm going to go gonna... on the exempt list for this long and then just get to come back like everything, like nothing happened. So I, I think that there's going to be something. But what do you guys think that's going to be? And then how does that factor into the contract? Now you just paid this guy all his money and now he may not even play the first six games for you. I don't know. To well, me, it's a, it's I... a big risk for Cleveland. I'm going to let Dave answer that one, but to kind of put a button on the Matt Ryan thing, uh, the Falcons also take on a $40.5 million dead hat uh, cap hit as a result of the trade. Yeah, it's Go the ahead. highest in the history of the league. But again, yeah. none of that matters because they don't care about winning it. <laughs> I'm telling you. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I mean, look, with the Watson thing, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if the league maybe looks at it as time served. Um, I think that kind of was maybe Houston's thinking is, you know, well, if we keep him out all year long, maybe we can get away with time served and, you know, enforcing our own suspension. So, um, but then again, it's Roger Goodell and you really have no freaking clue what he's ever going to do. And even when he does, he don't understand it. So um, I would probably say that to me, my guess would probably be four games. If he does get any suspension at all, I would guess it'd be four games. 
That's kind of what I thought he was going to wind up getting before the trade myself. Yeah. I, I will I say. Think, I, if it's me, I got to think he at least gets six. But that, 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 that's just me. But, again, I, like, you know, it just, I don't know. It's, it's awkward to talk about because, like, you know, this guy seems like a pretty terrible guy. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I always thought of him as a good guy. But now, like, I don't know. And, again, it, like, to me, I, I don't know. Have you guys really missed seeing Deshaun Watson on a football field? I'm going to ask you guys just an honest question. Or if you enjoyed the football you've seen, and if you never heard Deshaun Watson's name again, would you be the same? Well, I think he was only on the Houston Texans, which wasn't a good team to begin with. So I don't think any of us were really pining to watch any Houston Texans games. I think if you put him on a different team before the whole thing, maybe he got a different answer. But you put him on a team that maybe the best you could say about him, maybe they were up and coming, but they weren't a team any of us went out of our way to watch. So I, I don't know if that's a direct answer, but that's my opinion. Go ahead, Dave. I mean, look, I John Watson. I thought he was entertaining to watch because Houston was a team that, you know, basically had one good year with him. Decided to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins and decided to get rid of JJ Watt, and then his legal shit happened, and all of a sudden they turned into more of a joke of the league. So, um, you know, I won't sit here and say I don't enjoy watching Deshaun Jackson play, but or Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson play. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, I'm always going to watch football. So, you know, when Brady, or, you know, when Man retired or Breeze retired, you know, or Romo retired, you know, guys I enjoyed watching play, it didn't stop me from enjoying watching the game. So I'm not going to say any one player has that power for me. No, no, but what I'll say is, like, you probably miss watching Troy Aikman play. You probably miss watching, you know, some of the, like, Emmett Smith play. Would you miss watching Deshaun Watson play? I don't know that any of us are the right person to ask that, though, because none of us really focused on the Houston Texans. No, but I, I'm going to be honest with you. I was somebody who enjoyed watching him play to an extent, like, until this stuff started to happen, believe it or not. I followed him in college. You guys know I watch college football. Sure, sure, sure. Played against Alabama. Like I, I've, I've seen Deshaun Watson. I like Deshaun Watson. Like that, that, that to me is the hardest part. Is like that. This is a guy who, from all accounts, prior to my knowledge of this, I had thought of as a good guy. And like, so for me, like I, I look back on it though, and I look at this past year, and he didn't play. And I got to be honest, I didn't miss him. Hmm. I didn't say, man, like, uh, where's it? That, like, I wonder how many yards Watson would have put up today. Or I wonder, oh, what Watson would have done today. Like, and that, that thought didn't cross my mind once all season. And I think that's my point of, like, I, I don't know why, like, it's such, uh, he's still such a hot commodity. To me, he's one of those guys, like, like a Vince Young or somebody else that maybe they just should have fight, faded off. Well, I mean, we'll definitely get an answer of that this year in Cleveland, I guess, or I guess uh, over the next couple of years. To go back to that return, though, that, that is a lot, not only to give up, but to pay to a guy who's had all this going on for the last year. I get you doing that if you feel you're one piece away. 
But with the whole changeover at wide receiver, they do have decent running backs, have a good defense. I'm not saying they're they they're kind of on the cusp, but I, I, you still got some unsettled things on your roster there. I don't they know if this makes you a step better, but I don't. I think it makes them a I don't, step better. I don't, and I a think step back, but do you do you look at them as a team that is immediately going to jump in with Deshaun Watson and compete for the top spot in the AFC? Though, yes, I think that they are going to jump in and can instantly compete with if Watson's on the field. That is, can compete with the likes of the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Bengals for the top of that division. I'm not just talking the division though; I'm talking the conference. No, no but that's where I'm talking because you got to win the division in order to get in. Or, or at least get well, in as a wild card. You got to be a good team. So those are the teams that are going to play twice a year. They're the teams that are going to battle with the most. They're the teams that I look at, and I got to stack them up there because the Bengals are coming off a Super Bowl appearance. You know, the Steelers are the first year without Ben. And, you know, we know Lamar Jackson is pretty damn good in Baltimore. So I have to look at them, and, like, they're, that's a stacked conference as is, in my opinion. I mean, you look at it, that Tomlin hasn't had a losing season yet. He might have his first one this year without Roethlisberger, but that man hasn't had a losing season. So, I mean, that is a tough division, in my opinion. So, I have to stack it up in the division. And if I look at it and they got Chubb and Hunt and they got Cooper and they got, you know, uh, so, you know, they got some weapons. Not like they don't, I, I, you know, I think they could be a team that competes. Hmm. Dave, what do you say? I mean, I, I think he automatically makes, makes them better than Mayfield, uh, basically. And sure. Like Eric said, we're I think probably- Baker's getting it. Home. I think Baker's taking it a bit on the chin, too, though. After I the agree. Down and the fact they go to the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. I think it all looks bad on Baker. I don't think Baker's a bad quarterback. And, you know, again, I watched him in college at Oklahoma. I watched him play. Like, kid's got a lot of fight, a lot of spirit, and, you know, I, I think that if he can get himself out of that situation and get to a new place, you know, he's not terrible. I got to be honest, there's worse weapons you could have out there, worse QBs, in my opinion. Um, So I I think Baker's taking it a bit rough here. And I know, you know, we've been talking about where he could land. And I got to be honest, I have no idea where he can land at this point. Mm. Because, like, Atlanta ain't going to take him. New Orleans re-signed Winston. Uh Maybe Carolina. Like I, I don't know who, who's out there. Go ahead, Carolina Dave. Already- Say that again. Carolina already came out and said they don't want him. <laughs> All right, so there is. And where is he going? I, I have no idea what spots are really left. And if I'm the, if I'm the Giants, if I'm one of these teams with like a floundering quarterback. I might throw a fourth rounder at Cleveland and say, let me take Baker. Well, I agree with I you. Sentiment. Around, I think that's around where his value is. I don't know what you guys think, but I think a fourth rounder would be a fifth rounder, maybe fourth, fifth, somewhere in there for Baker is, is acceptable in my eyes. I don't know about you guys. Maybe you think he's worth more. Maybe Cleveland's holding out for more. I don't know. Well, I, I, I oh, go ahead. Dave. I definitely don't think he's worth more. Mm. Well, I do. What do you think his value is? Well, I I just want to say real quick, I do agree with the sentiment that 
he's not a bad quarterback. Like, I don't think he's ever going to be in the class where the Josh Allens and the Lamar, Lamar Jacksons no, wound, wound so up. I agree with but, you. I agree. but I, I, I can't put him with a Sam Darnold or a Josh Rosen yet either. I think he's kind no, of in the I middle. I think he's done all right. Category. I put him in the Matt Ryan type um, category where he could be a good quarterback, probably not a quarterback who's going to get you over the hump. Matt like, Ryan, Matt Ryan didn't win an MVP, though. I will say that. I don't know if Baker Mayfield is an MVP type, though. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I, I would, I'd put him more around Carson Wentz than I would Matt Ryan. Hmm. I, mean, I, I don't think that's the side. I think we're talking about the same class of people. I got to mold them. I, got them right I right no, no. Yeah, I, Matt Ryan is not in the class of Carson Wentz. I'm sorry. I do. I, I can see where Dave's coming from on that, though. Go ahead. I mean, really, to me, he's a guy that can win you. He's also a guy that can lose you. A guy that can throw four touchdowns in a game. He's also a guy that can throw four or five interceptions in a game. We saw that happen numerous times here. He's. He's inconsistent with his accuracy, especially down the field. He's not very consistent with his rollout passing game. He's, you know, I mean, Cleveland should have been killing people with the bootleg, and you never could tell whether he was complete pass or not. So, uh, I just, a guy that had that good of a running game should be able to pick defenses apart, and he wasn't able to do it. So, I just, I don't, I just don't put him anything higher than, like, if I'm a quarterback desperate team, a fourth, if I'm looking to make a quarterback competition, maybe a fifth at best. Yeah, I mean, value-wise, I think we have a little bit of a differing look on Matt Ryan, but I'm looking at things, and if all you could get from Matt Ryan was a third-round pick, I don't see how you justify giving up, like Dave said, fourth or fifth-round pick at the best. I don't see how you justify giving up more than that for a Baker Mayfield. Which leads me to the question, if you're a team like Seattle and all you got to start with right now is a Drew Locke, I don't know if I'm them. I'm looking at Baker Mayfield. What do you yeah, guys but think? They could be another team looking to tank too because we talked about – And they got Carol the assets. Carroll does better with younger guys. If he can get a younger QB in there, maybe it extends his life there. So he might not be looking for the best season. So I, I don't know if that's a landing spot. You know, I'm trying to think, like, Jimmy G is still out there in San Fran. They're not looking to do anything at this point, I don't think. Um, I, I don't know. The, the AFC East is pretty set. The NFC East uh, now is pretty set, I would think. You know, uh, like I said, if I'm the Giants, I would take a shot. But I think the Eagles are set to roll with at least Hurts for one more year. Washington went out and traded for whoever the heck they traded for. Wentz. Wentz. Uh, Wentz. Yeah, Wentz. You know, so we know where, you know, where they're going. And then, uh, you know, Dallas has Dax. You're not going there. Uh, the NFC North, there's nowhere to go up there because Justin Fields is going to get a shot. You know, Aaron Rodgers resigned. Kirk Cousins is there. And, they, I, and maybe maybe they take a shot at him in Detroit and get rid of Jared Goff. I don't know if you do that after one year, though. But is Goff, like... I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying golf is exponentially better. I'm just saying, yeah, they won three and thirteen last year, but they do have high draft picks this year. Dan Campbell. I, I don't know. I'm willing to give him another year to see what his system is going to wind up producing. But I, I don't know if you blow it up and put in a guy like Baker over golf just yet. 
What do you say, I, Dave? I, 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 I mean, to me, ba- Baker and Goff, it, it's, you know. <laughs> I think Baker's better. I think Baker's a better QB than Jared Goff. I think I think he's I think he's one notch above at least than Jared Goff. But that's just me. I'd say maybe barely, but I would take Baker over Goff. I'd say he's got the potential to be better than Goff. Goff, for what it's worth, he did get a team to a Super Bowl. He didn't get him to win a Super Bowl. But Goff, I think, is a little more proven at this point, whereas Baker, I'm not going to say he – I think he's got – maybe has a higher ceiling, but he hasn't proved anything yet. No, but he actually – but he hasn't been terrible either. And he's, I, at least I, made I, the Browns, he's at least made the Browns relevant, you know, for yeah. the most part. They're not the shitty Browns that we all grew up with. They so, did win a playoff game over the Steelers, to go to your point uh, there. Yeah. You know, yeah, so I mean, like, I, I think that everybody's just being a little too harsh on the guy, and I think that this year totally. played a lot into that. But I, I think he's a guy that could come in and win some games for somebody again. Don't think he's a perennial MVP or a guy that's coming in and making a team a Super Bowl contender. But I do think he's somebody who can who could be a part of a winning team. Mm. I and will just say, what would that possibly be at this point? Because I don't know. I think he's going to have to take a QB competition somewhere. Well, where that I, is, I don't even know. With that, I'll go back to something Dave said earlier. I mean, Dave, you said Carolina said no to Baker Mayfield. With all this quarterback movement, you really have to wonder what the hell they are doing, not getting involved with in this. I think at this point, we all kind of look at Sam Darnold, and whereas maybe he had a shot to prove that he had something left and could be better with the right team around him. Uh, he started off strong last year, definitely faded by week three or four. I don't think any of us look at him as a guy anymore who could take a team to the playoffs there. If you're, if you're Carolina, how do you just stand pat with quarterbacks this, this off season? Same mindset that- as- Go ahead, Dave. Same mindset as Atlanta. Hmm. That's exactly right. All right. Fair enough. With that, we'll move on. I don't know if anybody else saw anything um, free agency-wise they want to bring up. I will bring up one thing. Uh, Well, obviously, the Rams signed Allen Robinson. OBJ is still a free agent. Packers trade Devontae Adams to the Oakland Raiders. Um, And we could talk about those. Uh, we'll start with something that we were talking about last week, and it's what the Cowboys really kind of fucked up with their offseason. Lel Collins, they let him go. He turns around and he signs with the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, we talked about the Bengals, and we mentioned many times, you know, they needed to upgrade their offensive line, needed to upgrade their defense. They really haven't done too much on the defensive front. I look at the Bengals bringing in a guy like Lel Collins, and even though I've, I've been, I've said on the show before, I'm not the biggest Lel Collins fan because he gets too many penalties. He's hurt a lot of the time. And Dave, I'll start with you on this. You put him on the Bengals, though. That's pretty intriguing for a team whose offensive line was one of their biggest Achilles heels last season. You put him plus the two other offensive linemen that they signed. Um. The one was from Cleveland. Uh, I can't remember their names off the top of my head, but they signed three different offensive line season, all of which were starters last year. 
um, and all of which that played pretty damn well. So um, I think when when you break it down, I think that's exactly uh, what you want. And uh, if you're a Bengals fan, you're amped, and that's how you take advantage of your uh, quarterback on his rookie deal. Mm. And that's how you do it. So I like what the Bengals did, and uh, I think it's a smart move, and I think it, you know, firmly puts them in a spot where they have a right to believe that they have a chance to get there again. Ted Karras and Alex Kappa are the two offensive linemen they signed. Just throw that in there. Eric, what do you say? Yeah, I got nothing for you on this one. This this signing didn't move the needle one inch for me. Hmm. So I know with Mazum, more to you guys as Cowboy fans, but didn't didn't do anything for me. Giants O-line still sucks. They didn't sign anybody, so. <laughs> they sent somebody, but he was crappy, so I'm not even impressed. So, um, yeah, no, I got, no, I got, I got nothing for you there. I, I, I'm much more intrigued, and what really moved the needle for me was Devontae Adams' trade, or uh, Devontae Adams signing. I'm sorry, because that to me was was huge. One for the money that he got. Two for the fact that I mean, why the hell did Aaron Rodgers even come back? Like, I don't understand that really, unless it's just literally a cash grab, which if that's what it is, then that's what it is. Um, and it repairs him with, I think people are underselling the fact and maybe not even realizing, I'm sure you guys have heard this by now, but Devontae Adams and Derek Carr played together in college. Not yep. only did they play together, they played really, really, really well together. Um, I believe to the tune of over like 3,000 yards receiving and – 38 or 39 touchdowns in I think three years so uh yeah I think Derek Carr is really happy about this I think that AFC West is just an absolute monster next year like I I think even the crappy team is going to be a really good team that I wouldn't want to play so um I I gotta be honest like that's the one that moved the needle for me because I just I I 100% understand it from Devontae Adams perspective I don't know what the hell Rodgers was thinking or the team was thinking if this was the move they were going to make. Now, I don't know if they did this because they just – I know they gave so much money to Rodgers, but at the same time, like, he has nobody to throw the ball to. Like, nobody. And if you're telling me they could have traded and gotten Amari Cooper in there for a fifth-round pick, knowing they were going to lose Devontae Adams, like, why you wouldn't pull that trigger? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I somebody maybe one of you guys could break it down for me, but I'm kind of baffled here. I, I'm not nothing but Devontae Adams. I'm cool with everything he did. No idea what's going on with the Packers and Rodgers. Well, it is weird that not only did they trade him, Rodgers supposedly signed off on this. And for the last year, the narrative had been Adams and Rodgers were really tight. So, I, I I'm a little more on your side on that one. They did get a first and second round pick back in the draft this year for Adams. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. They now have four picks in the first two rounds. Are they going to screw it up like they did three years ago? Or are they actually going to do something to give him some weapons for the this season? only matter if you know what to do with them. And they've proven time and time again, they don't know what the hell they're doing with them. Dave? I don't think anybody could say it better than how Eric said it. Like, if you're like, if you're a Packer fan, there's nothing about this that would make me happy. Literally nothing about it. And you're like, well, you guys have no clue <laughs> how to draft. 
So the fact you pulled got that in return for Adams, like big whoop. You'll blow it on something that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's well said. Here here's the question though. Cause you know, you talked about Adams reuniting with Carr in Oakland. I think before this trade, Oakland was kind of the team you looked at and you wondered how they'd be able to compete. Like, obviously, they did well last season. But you got Russell Wilson going to Denver, um, another year with Justin Herbert, Pat Mahomes back with Kansas City, all that stuff. You kind of looked at them as the weak link. Now you put Adams on an offense that already had solid receivers in Hunter Refro and the tight end uh, Darren Waller. You look, you guys looking at this division right now. Who do you see in this division that's the weak link? That's the team that's going to finish under five hundred. Because I'm looking at it, and I think every team has a really good case that at the very least nine and eight would be the lowest I could see any team in this division really finishing at right now. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Is I think even the worst team in this division is going to be a really good team. I wouldn't want to face. Like, I, I don't want to, you know, even if the Giants play in the fourth team in the division next year, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, I, yeah, I, if I had to pick one of these three, to me, I'm probably going to go uh, the, char- to me, it's a toss up between the Raiders and the Chargers. Um, but I, I don't know. That's if everything gels right with Russell Wilson in Denver. I think it will, but. But then, but then you think about it, and the Chargers go out and add a guy like Khalil Mack. Help sure right. give them like you know, it is a stack. Absolutely, uh, to be honest, I wouldn't be shocked if any one of these teams came in first, or any one of these teams came in last last year, next year. The only team I would be shocked at if they came in dead last next year would probably be Kansas City, only because of the run they've had. But outside of that, like I'd be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if any of these teams finished anywhere in this division. It's it's that tight. Although I, I put Kansas City more towards the top. So I would say if I'm looking at two towards the bottom, I'm probably looking at the Raiders and the Chargers. But I, I if you're going to put a gun to me and, and force me to choose one, I'm going to say right now, I think the Chargers. Dave? Um, so I'm actually Broncos Chargers, uh, but if I had to choose one specifically, I actually would also choose the Chargers. And the only reason I say the Broncos is because Russell Wilson looked really bad last year. Even before he got injured, he didn't look very good. Um, but the first thought that came to my mind is if this division had this much talent last year, Kansas City might might have struggled to even make the playoffs. Because yeah. you got to remember that really slow start to the year and they had to fight their way back to, to win that division so um if if they have a slow start like last year this year they 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 could be on the outside looking at that now that's a very that's almost tinfoil hat like off the wall like you know thought i don't think it is though i don't think it, it is can happen, you know so i but i do think kansas city's the favorite just because we all know when it's all said and done, it comes down to the quarterback. I'm taking Mahomes over Russell Wilson. I'm taking him over Herbert. I'm taking him over Carr, and it starts there. So I, I'm I'm taking I'm I would definitely put the I think the Chargers and Broncos instead of the Chargers and Raiders 
Remember, the Raiders not only, uh, you know, made the playoffs, but they were arguably a bad call away from having a chance to win that game. So, against Cincinnati. Um, so, that's you know, neither here nor there, but I'm just saying, the, the Raiders have a really solid football team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could see the Chargers. The Khalil Mack signing is a great signing and just another reason why this One division is ridiculous. Bring up, well, let me say this. One let me say I, this. Let me say uh, this real quick. The only thing I'd say is the only reason I'd put the Chargers in the last place is because Khalil Mack, we know the league place is more of a premium on offense than defense. And all these teams, Chiefs are the Chiefs. The other two teams greatly improved their offenses. Chargers kind of stood pat but, with the offense. Go ahead. But the Raiders did have a coaching change. And that is something that we have to see how that gels. Because last year, they rallied around behind uh, Brashka. Uh, how, do you, how do you pronounce his name? I have uh, no idea. I have no idea. And I'm Italian. I should know how to pronounce it. Go ahead. Brashka, some, some of that nature, whatever it was, they rallied around that man. And they, they played for him. They played hard. They, he, he had that locker room. They have a new coach in there now. Does that coach have the locker room? Do they did, is this team responding the same way? Uh, if they are, then I think the Raiders could be a really good team this year. If not, and the locker room isn't that same locker room, and uh, then I don't know. Then, like I said, they could be towards the bottom of that division. I think the, I think the coaching is going to play into it. No, I agree. I agree. Is yeah. Josh McDaniel going to be able to overcome his reputation when he's been head coach in the past? Go ahead, Dave. I was just going to say, I can't really argue with that either. That's a really good point I didn't think about. Yeah. Especially, he's unproven as a head coach. Like, yeah, he's a great offensive coordinator. Not Didn't exactly set the world on fire as a head coach with Denver. I know they made the playoffs with the Tebow year and all that stuff. You guys correct me. Was he a head coach with the Rams or was he just an offensive coordinator? I'm, I'm forgetting right now. Offensive coordinator. All right. So this is his first. Uh, so this is his first head coaching opportunity in 10 years. I so, mean, if the Broncos job was 10 years ago, then I guess. Yeah. It seems like 10 years ago might have been more truthfully. I think it was less, if anything. I think it was more like seven or eight, but I could be wrong. Maybe you're closer with ten. I, I, uh, I, I, I mean, we're really not – what? You say eight, I say ten. Okay, what does that leave? Nine? So six of one, half dozen of the other. Go ahead, Dave. You stole my thunder. I just wanted to say nine. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if Sorry. that's the answer, but, I mean, you guys were right there, like you said, so – all right, now I got to look it up just so I know. I was gonna say, if, if only if only we had the ability to research it. Where's our encyclopedia when we need it? We need it. We need someone who could actually do the stat checking, so I don't have to look up Wikipedia while we're doing this. Um, no, twelve years ago, actually, because he left De Denver, uh, two thousand nine to two thousand ten. It says, yeah, twelve years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. And Allen Robinson ends up with the Los Angeles Rams. Robert Woods gets traded to the Tennessee Titans. OBJ still a free agent. What were you guys' I thoughts on that? Go, go ahead, Dave. I feel bad for Robert Woods. Yeah. 
I really I don't do. feel bad for him. Why? He's going to Tennessee where he's going to have a chance to be with another team who's probably going to have a pretty good chance of winning. So I, I don't feel too bad for him. I No, I just feel bad that he didn't get a chance to play in the Super I like I always liked Robert Woods. So I just feel bad he didn't get a chance to play in the Super Bowl. And now it's, you know, off to Tennessee into the harder conference. A conference. Because let's be honest, the AFC right now basically seems like an arms race. And the NFC is basically like, all right. We'll let Rodgers, Brady, we'll let them basically battle it out. And, you know, maybe not. I don't even know if the, with Green Bay losing Devontae Adams, somebody's going to have to convince me that they're a top team in the conference next year. I, I got to be honest. I don't know who, maybe just because of nostalgia and Rodgers alone, but I, I, I'm hard pressed to even put them in the top. I, I don't know who the hell is the top of the NFC right now. The Dallas, the, pa- the Bucks, and I, that's about it in my eyes. Maybe the Rams. I I mean, you got the Rams. I think San Francisco could be pretty good next year. But, (laughs) I I mean, as a Dallas fan, they've only gotten worse this offseason. They haven't gotten better. So, unless they they do a hell of a job in their draft. I mean, put it like I saw saw one of the Cowboy beat reporters post this uh, earlier today. Because Dallas re-signed their punter. And between their punter and their starting running back in Zeke, that's $23 million or $22 million of their salary this year. Like, that's just that's, – that's great team building right there. Like, that, that – that's, that's great team building. Listen, you, you lose your number one wide receiver in Cooper. You lose a piece on the offensive line in Collins. Randy Gregory goes to Denver. Have they brought in any free agents? Because I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. They haven't. They haven't brought in anyone externally, if I'm not mistaken. No, they brought in. Um, yeah, that uh, guy, uh, Dante Fowler and James Washington. Those are the two guys that they brought. Well, Dante Fowler might have been cool a couple of years ago. I don't know about now. Yeah, that, those are the guys. Those are the guys who brought it. <sighs> I mean, the only thing we got going for us is that the NFC is so weak. To go back to the Packers real quick, though, you look at their depth chart at wide receiver. It's Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, and these are guys who Rogers down the stretch in that San Francisco game. Didn't feel comfortable trying to throw to. He was trying to force everything to Devontae Adams. So, yeah, is that it's going to be interesting to see how the draft plays out. With that, though, does anybody have any final thoughts NFL wise? I'm good. You're good, Dave. Uh, I think we hit. I think we hit all the points. Good. All right. All right, Eric. So we'll talk a little college basketball right now. Um, I did wind up watching college basketball on Thursday and Friday. Didn't get to watch too much over Saturday and Sunday. I did watch a bunch of college uh, basketball, especially Thursday. So I want to throw that out there. But you I will saw start. A lot of good games in. Yeah, it's funny. Even when I'm doing it, I still wind up uh, missing the big one. Because I can't remember what game I was focused on, but it wasn't that Kansas City, um, or not Kansas City, Kentucky, 
And uh, who's oh, the Cinderella? St. Peter's. St. Peter's. Yeah, that I was watching the other game that was going on. I, I didn't watch that game. So I apologize. No, but I, no, yeah. no, it was a great ending. You know, it, I'll tell you what, it's a, a hell of a run for a team like St. Peter's to be making right now. Um, they're a lot of fun to watch. Uh, so, And I love seeing those Cinderella stories. I mean, that's the team from here in New Jersey. Uh, I think the Jersey City area. And, uh, yeah, I uh, I only have one memory of myself of St. Peter's. A friend of mine, he went, played uh, college football, um, and he played against St. Peter's. And they gave up. He played offensive line. They gave up seven sacks in the first half, and we left at halftime. <laughs> that's, that's my memory of St. Peter's. I love my buddy, but, yeah, it just wasn't wasn't the best game. Now, granted, now the seven sacks weren't on him, but that – Besides the point. Either way, they were losing 35 nothing. It was time to go. <laughs> but that's my only memory of St. Peter's personally. But other than that, I'm rooting for them just because they're, they're a Jersey team. They're a Cinderella story, and they're playing with a lot of heart. So uh, I hope they can uh, keep it going. I think they play Purdue in the next round. And uh, to me, like I told you guys at the start of this tournament um, last week, I didn't think there was any real big one team that was, you know, clear cut. This is the team that's the favorite to win. I thought any one of these teams this year could win it. And I still feel that way. Like, um, I really don't feel like there's I, even after watching, you know, games all weekend, I don't feel like there's that one team that really jumped out and stood out to me. I, I think Texas tech impressed me, uh, you know, not to get off St. Peter's but Texas tech impressed me. Um, you know, I, I, I gotta be honest, like there wasn't a lot there that I, I, I'm just hoping we see a lot more good games is what I'm hoping. You know, a team actually, I, I'm not saying they're going to win anything, but the team that I just remember watching and they kind of impressed me with what I saw and I'm, I'm trying to find the games Houston, because one thing I've kind of noticed throughout, and maybe it was just the games I've watched I don't see a lot of big men in these tournaments. I don't see a lot of guys above 6'9". Everybody just looks really small to me, and maybe that's just the way college basketball is going. I think Purdue not might as have a guy. I, um, you got to look it up, but I think St. Peter's next opponent, they have Purdue. a guy. I think that's like a seven-foot. Purdue has a guy, and Gonzaga has a monster. Mm. A and, uh, the kid is like seven one, seven two. It just, it, it's just it, you watch him like when a guy tries to drive and like shoot a layup and you're like that's just not even fair mm. like, it, it's just not even fair <laughs> yeah and again maybe it was just the games I was watching because I, I definitely don't remember watching a lot of the Gonzaga game what I was going to say about Houston though is they just seem like a really complete team they were a team and I think it was the game against UAB Every time they drove the lane, you knew they were scoring and UAB was not going to be able to stop them. Anytime they got that ball in the post, just the UAB had no answers for anything. And they were solid defensively, too, shutting down UAB every step of the way on that one. Houston, Houston's a team, like they, they're playing Arizona in the Sweet 16, so we'll, we'll see if they go far. But that was a team that stood out to me. And Michigan stood out to me a little bit, too. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan stood out to me, but I told you guys earlier I thought that, that was well, that was the number one like upset game that most people were calling on. Like you know, that everybody pretty much picked that game, uh, especially in the first round. 
But um, yeah, it was some of the other upsets too. I mean, there was some some really good stuff. So, Dave, did you get a chance to catch any of it this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the biggest things I took away was the Kentucky loss, um, St. Peter's getting to the Sweet 16 in general. Uh, love the coach's statement in the interview where he's like, "I got kids from New York and New Jersey. We ain't scared of nothing." <laughs> and that 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 was something that I'm sure both of you can agree just makes you oh, want to yeah. you just want to root for him after. You well, hear the that. last real quick, not to interrupt you, but the guy who's the coach of St. Peter's, he the last time a uh. Uh, was it a whatever conference they're in? The last time the MAC conference or whatever conference they're in, last time they got there was back in like 2000, and it was with Seton Hall. And the point guard at that time was the coach of St. Peter's right now, Shaheen Holloway. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So I think I sent that to you guys, but yeah, no, that yeah. was uh, I thought that was really interesting because he, you know, he's he's literally like you just talked about with that quote. You know, oh, we got him from New York and New Jersey. We're not scared of nothing. Like, he knows because he played here. He played for Seton Hall. He had a run in it like this with Seton Hall. Um, so him being able to now do that with St. Peter's, uh, another Jersey team, and, and to bring that back and take them there, like, that's just really special. But uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Dave. No, no, you're good. I mean, the other part was selfishly bragging about the uh, Tar Heels making it to the Sweet 16 because, honestly, I didn't know if they were going to get out of the first round. Um, no, they're so- playing hot. I actually picked I, – I thought they were going to beat Baylor. I, I had them over Baylor. Well, I mean, you think about it, their, their first game, they won by over 20. You know, their, you know, round of 32 game, they, they end up, you know, blowing an over 20-point lead. Um, and, and have to pull it off in overtime, but like they, they're shooting the ball. Well, their biggest issue in their second game was inbounding. Like for some reason, like they forgot how to run their set plays to inbound the ball. Um, you know, so all in all, I, I, I was really amped about that. I mean, Gonzaga, I, I still think Gonzaga has got to be the favorite, uh, with the field that's left right now. Um, I just I can't not see them being the favorite right now. But all in all, I, I think the tournament's been exactly what everybody's hoped for. There's barely been any real blowouts. Um, again, Kentucky losing. I I was watching that game. I'm like, holy shit, it's gonna happen again. Like, there's just something with Kentucky and Cal Perry and and just how they are when the tournament gets here. They're like basically a lock to get into the tournament, but I think the tournament. Like the regular season in college basketball is more about the talent you have. I think the tournament's more about the continuity and experience. And, sure. and I, I think you're seeing a lot of that with some of the teams that are winning. And I think you see that almost every year when you watch Kentucky play. I also I mean, thought it was cool. I don't know if you guys were able to see. I know, Mike, you probably weren't because I know it was over the weekend. To see that second-round matchup of Izzo and Krzyzewski was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I did not get to see it. Truthfully, I thought Michigan um, Michigan State had a good chance to win that game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and listen, I, I was the one talking about the legends of coaching last week. I'm sure any matchup that features teams coached by those two is going to be a great game to watch. It, it, it was a really good game. Duke just ended up being better in the long run. Uh, Duke, like, I think Duke kind of just wore him out. 
Mm, fair enough. And speaking of, con- I, well, I think continuity goes into this. How about North Carolina? Dave, your boy is there. They beat Marquette in the first round, and then they beat number one seed Baylor in the second round. I did not get to watch it. Actually, I didn't get to watch North Carolina this week. So you tell me about them. Eric, am I like hallucinating, or do we already have this conversation? What, North Carolina? Yeah, we, yeah, oh, we, 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 Christ. we. All right. I, I'm yeah, sorry. But I think you might get blanked out on us there. Yeah, I probably. <laughs> All right. All right. It's what happens when you try to text someone? All right, fair enough. I'm sorry. Um, it, it happens, my friend, but it, it's in the show. You'll get to hear my thoughts. <laughs> all right, yeah, that's great. That's great. All right, we'll move on then. Um, I don't know if we want to do picks here, but you look at the Sweet 16 games, and I got the matchups right here. Interesting max up matchups. Number four, Arkansas going against Gonzaga. Michigan and Villanova, I think, looks pretty good. Texas Tech taking on Duke. Houston taking on Arizona. I, again, with my limited knowledge here, I'm going to say I think Houston's got a good shot at winning that one. Um, and then the Friday games, St. Peter's, are they going to continue things taking on Purdue? Providence taking I'm picking on them. I'm picking them Kansas. over Purdue. All right. North Carolina going into UCLA. Uh, well, obviously everything's on the road, but taking on number four seed UCLA. Iowa State taking on Miami. Miami, actually, I did wind up seeing one of Miami's games. I can't remember which one it was. They they look pretty good. I'll say that. Miami more known for uh, football than basketball. That basketball team actually looks pretty good, though. The, 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 this is where it gets fun. I, I mean, the talent starts evening out or the momentum, you know, levels things out. So... I don't know. I don't know if I can sit here and pick all eight games. Um, if we're gonna do it, we're gonna have to just go one by one because I really can't remember all eight games off the top of my head. No, I'll tell you what, Eric. Do you, Eric? Do you want to pick the games? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessary. We can if you guys want to. Um, well, I think said, I know, I'm already giving you St. Peter's. I'm taking St. Peter's over Purdue. Well, let me start writing this down then. Hang on a second. I, th- I think this will be interesting just to see what we do. I don't think any of us is doing this to try to win. Because, um, I, I, again, I'm going off of one weekend, basically. So there was that. All right. Uh, Arkansas and There's Gonzaga. There's much an expert as half of America is, so don't worry about it. Oh, thank you. I'll take that <laughs> as a couple. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Hey, can I ask a question? This is random, but, you know, you watch these games, you see some of the, the the halftime shows and everything, and obviously I feel like maybe guys, maybe it was just the ones I was watching, but I think it's Barkley, uh, Kenny Smith, and Greg Gumbel, the, the command center or whatever, at all the halftime games. Who's the other guy with them? Do you guys know? Bald guy. I, I, I got to be honest. The second halftime's come on, I flipped to another stage. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll watch the halftime shows. So I, it's that, but that buzzer goes off and, and, you know, based off of, you know, like North Carolina plays, I'll, I'll wait and, you know, listen to hear them interview a coach or something. But for the most part, yeah, that's about as much as you're getting out of me. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Especially when there's that many other games on, you just flip through another game. And there's no one on. Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you one thing about that. I think they do a bad job of staggering things. 
so that you can flip to another channel and catch action rather than going to another channel and catching another commercial break. That was one thing I noticed. I thought I thought I did not think that was the best job. These these networks were not in sync with each other. I mean, I'll well, give no, you. The- but it's also so hard with the timing of the games. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, Thank you got to remember, like in college, Mike, like under what's it, Eric? Eight minutes and four minutes. There's a TV timeout. Yep. They, can I just say, I, like the commercial breaks? I think are definitely- there's like an under sixteen and like an under twelve. It's like every four minutes of like game time. It's yeah. like a mandatory. Yeah. Well, I what I was gonna say was they do they they are shorter commercial breaks than with the other sports. I will give them that. There's a fuck ton of commercial breaks in these games, though. Like, oh, yeah. like a ridiculous amount. And like I said, they, it does seem like they take a shorter amount of time, but it's still, it's ridiculous, the amount of commercial breaks. Oh, All right. Not yeah, yeah. All right. So we'll start here. We'll go with the first game. Arkansas taking on Gonzaga. This is the West region in San Francisco. I'm taking Gonzaga. Eric is taking Gonzaga. Dave? Yeah, I... Like I said, I think Gonzaga is the favorite, so I, I can't not take them if I'm going to make a statement like that. Yeah, I'll go Gonzaga right now. Uh, Michigan taking on Villanova. I'll start with this one. I think this is the, it's a hard game to pick the underdog because obviously, from what I know, Nova is a team that's done really well over the last five or six years in these. I'm going to take that Michigan team, though. I'm with you. I think Michigan's a hot hand. I'll take Michigan. Mm. Dave? Uh, I'll be different and take Villanova. Okay. Next up is Texas Tech, three seed of the West region, taking on Duke. This is also in San Francisco. Dave? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm actually going to take Duke. I, I just think they're – I think that team's playing for, for Coach K and – I, th- I think they're trying to make a special run. I, I think Elite Eight is uh, the minimum that, that, they, that they reach. What do you say, Eric? I'm Eric? going the other way, honestly. And uh, I think Texas Tech is one of the teams, I got to be honest, I didn't watch one Texas Tech game this year. Didn't know a damn thing about this team before the tournament started. And they, they impressed me. Um, and because of that, Everybody's run's got to end somewhere, and I, I don't think this Duke team is going to win a national title anyway. So I think the Sweet 16 is a, is a nice send-off for, for Coach K. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Texas Tech. I think the only reason I'm going to go Texas Tech is while Duke obviously did good in the first weekend, they were coming off of losing um, the home finale, Coach K's last home game, then they lost the finals of that tournament, and this was a team that I kind of thought going in. Like, truthfully, if you had told me that they would have lost that 2-15 and 15 matchup, I wouldn't have been surprised. The, the fact that it was Kentucky and not them, that was the surprise to me. So I'll go with Texas Tech here. Um, Houston taking on Arizona. I'm going to stand by what I was saying earlier. I think Houston wins this game. I'm going to take Arizona. Yeah, Arizona for me as well. All right, I'll be the oddball. It's fine. Somebody's got to do it. I mean, I'm used to it at this point. That's fine. 
think two games in a row with you guys that I was the odd odd man out. Yeah, that's that's true. Well, you did. All right. St. Peter's and Purdue. We already know where Eric's going on that one. Uh, Dave? Let's ride the way, baby. Always a fan of Cinderella. So give me St. Peter's. You know, I'll do a little yeah. sol- I'll do a little solidarity here and I'll go St. Peter's with you guys. Let's go, yeah. baby. Yeah. All right. Providence uh taking on number one seed Kansas. This is the Midwest region. This is in Chicago. Um, yes, I'm, let's stick with an underdog here. I'm going to say Providence. I feel like I saw one of their games on either Thursday or Friday. And I, I thought they were pretty good. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Oh, yeah, the South Dakota State one. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, fucking South Dakota State. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Dave, who you got? Man, I got I to be honest. I, I think this will actually be a really good game, but I'm going to take Kansas. Eric? I believe this saying is what Rock Chalk Jake Hawk. Give me, uh, give me Kansas. I, I have no idea if that is accurate or not, so that's fine. Uh, North Carolina taking on four-seed UCLA. This is the East region. This is happening in Philadelphia. I really don't want to do it, but I'll take North Carolina here. I could see I could see them upsetting UCLA here. UCLA didn't look all that great to me. Uh, Dave? Not only did they not look all that great, my friend, they also now have to play in Philadelphia. Uh, give me UNC. Okay. Eric? Uh, UNC's hot right now. Give me UNC. Yeah, right. And then the last game, 11 seed Iowa State taking on the 10 seed, the U of Miami. The Midwest region, this is back to Chicago. And I'm going to go Both with Miami. teams are hot right now. Both teams are, I mean, Iowa State had to have a run just to get into the tournament. And then now I think that they're, I think both teams are really hot teams right now. So this, uh, is, I, this I, is another game that could be a really good game. Iowa State did have the upsets over LSU and Wisconsin. I know Wisconsin came in. I don't know if they were favored to make the Final Four, but Wisconsin was pretty highly thought of. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I already said Miami, so I'm sticking with that one. Who you got, Eric? Uh, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go yeah. with Iowa State to stay hot. All right. Dave? So, wait, we're, you guys are split right now, Iowa State and Miami? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. And Miami, my, uh, I'm sorry, Dave. Uh, Miami did beat USC in the first round, and they beat two-seed Auburn in the second round. I thought you said USC was playing North Carolina. No, that's UCLA. Oh, my bad. Ah, they're close enough. Uh, <laughs> give, me, give me Iowa State. I don't know. I genuinely could flip a coin and be okay with the decision I came up with. Uh, so Iowa State came to mind first. All right. I think we could all agree there's no need to try to go through and pick the Elite Eight right now because uh, I can't uh, match Absolutely not. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. We'll wait till the Final Four comes out next week. 
Now, are they still doing the thing where after this weekend, there's going to be two weeks until we get to the net? Oh, no, wait a minute. No, it's next. Yeah. Next week's the yes. first week. So, no, it's a week. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Then it'll be this coming weekend. It'll be the Street 16 Elite Eight. The following weekend on that Saturday, it'll be the Final Four. And on Monday night is usually the championship. Yeah. That's exactly right. it. Now, let me ask one thing here, because one thing I noticed with these games, and I think it's cool that the refs don't really get involved in the games. It does seem like there was a lot more of a mentality of let the guys play, and that's cool and everything. There were a lot of missed calls this weekend, though. Is that a normal thing? Uh, yeah, I, w- I would say, but again, that's normal. I think in any sport, they miss a ton of calls in football. I mean, like I get it. They, you know, you were watching more of the game. So it's probably more of like, oh, wow, they missed yeah. this. They missed that. But I think refs miss things all the time. So, I mean, you could pick them apart, but you also have to think too, that these are, there's a lot of tournament games. So you got a lot of refs out there working that weekend too. So to get every A level ref staff on every, you know, on every game is, is tough, so I, I just think that's part of the game. I, there were a couple, and I know I texted you guys the one that I I saw. I think it was a Thursday game. The ref is, like, staring right at the play. The guy shoots a three, and the, guy, and the defender clearly hits the guy's hand. While the ref is looking, nothing. And it changed the course of that game. And I, I saw a lot of these bad, call, bad missed calls in the last minute or so of the game. Like I said, overall, the idea that the refs want to let the kids play, I think is a good. I think it's good, and I think a lot more sports could benefit from that. But I just think if you're going to do that, you have to make sure you get the right calls that could really swing the game if you just outright miss them. Ah. Yeah, but we talk yeah. about that. I mean, how many games? Are, how many calls were missed in the NFL playoffs, or, or were called that shouldn't have been called? In the NFL playoffs that we talked about, that would have changed the course of games. Hell, no, think, of, a few. think of the few. Oh, when OBJ, or not OBJ, Ramsey had his face pass just tossed. Yeah, but I yep. think, yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, but the, the, I, there was a call later that I think kind of evened that out a little bit. And I think we talked about it. When no, the Super- you know what I'm saying, though, is yeah, that yeah, there's, yeah. there's missed calls everywhere that could cost teams games and i mean they happen every week we watch them i just think it was because you were watching a bunch of games kind of like back to back and i think you kind of just stuck out to you more um but i i do think it also stuck out just because there weren't that many fouls called this week this weekend like i was i overall i was impressed by the fact that wow a sport actually has their referees let the players play Overall, I was impressed by that. I was just kind of surprised by the calls that they they should have gotten that they didn't. That was my thing. So, anyway. All right. With that, does anybody have anything else, college basketball? Uh, no, no, I think we, we crushed it pretty much. Holy shit. Sorry. I'm just seeing this story. Wow. I don't know if you guys are UFC fans. All right. Well, now you got to share. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are UFC uh, I'm fans. I'm more older UFC. I don't follow it as 
Well, if you're an older fan, if you if you're a fan, yeah. A lot of the current stuff. Well, I think this. No, 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 no. You kind of went very digital voice there for a second. So I'm here. I'm. I'm. I'd like to think I'm here, but no. I'm seeing this. If you are a fan of more older UFC stuff, I'm just seeing a story right now. This is not something we normally bring up on. Oh, really? 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 He's building. You know, this is, this is, you know, my UFC, Dave, is, uh, I'll just tell a quick before he goes back. I go back to, I believe, can you look it up for, oh, he's back. Never mind. I'll tell him in a minute. Go ahead, Mike. You got to repeat all that. Oh, great. Literally, bro, you built it up. You were finally ready to tell us, and you just went. Me and Eric just started dying. Like, really? That's how much suspension you're trying to build right now? <laughs> well, uh, I, I'll, I'll say it like this. I guess every now and then that happens, right? It, exactly. and look, it's it's all for the suspension. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> uh, truthfully, it went an hour and a half before it started cutting out, so I'd say that's pretty good. Shale Sonnen. Suspenses kill me, though. Shale Sonnen. Shale Sonnen being charged with 11 counts of battery, including a felony stemming from a December 18th incident in Las Vegas. The felony is being classified as battery by strangulation. I'm not shocked by it. I got to be honest. That guy, I, I, I don't know much about him. I've heard his name. I've seen him fight. But I also know he's a bit crazy. Mm. Um, and I know he's... So I got to be honest, and plus, you get punched in the head that many times and kicked in the face and whatever, like, you, you, you go a little crazy. So I'm I'm not shocked by the story. I'm saddened by it. I'll say that. that that's, that's my response to hearing this is that I'm saddened by it. I mean, what's crazy to me is sounding, yeah, I, I mean, all the UFC guys are a little crazy if you think about it there. This is a guy who, you know, has been an MMA analyst for ESPN and a couple different networks, always tries to pass himself off as very articulate, very well-spoken. And if I'm not mistaken, always seems to have an opinion when someone else from the UFC goes off the deep end. And now this is happening. And the case says he initially received five battery citations in the case. Those were dismissed in January without prejudice, which means that the charges could be refiled. So it looks like this complaint was refiled by Clark County District Attorneys with the Las Vegas Justice Court on March 16th. So it's just, just weird to me. Dave, I don't know if you have any comments. I got nothing for you, Mike. I'm sorry. All right. Fair enough. And I think my shock was just I'm looking through the sports stories and I see this. So I was a little surprised by it. So we, we don't have to spend time on it. I just just popped up into my feed. Oh, and there's another one suspected of a felony battery. Jorge Masvidal. Unreal. Okay, we can move on. Uh, do we want to We want to talk a little baseball? I know, Eric, we talked last week, and we were kind of disappointed by the lack of the big-name signing. Big-name sign this weekend. Yeah, but the Correa one, I, I just think that the money, the years and the money weren't out there for him. Um, I think the lockout really hurt him. Uh, would have liked to have still seen the Yankees get Freeman, but again, I'll settle on two years of Rizzo, I guess. Um, 
not sure that the Yankees are going to do anything else to really try to improve this team, so we'll see what they bring. But other than that, there really haven't been a ton of moves other than Correa was the biggest move. Well, um, well I, Trevor I, Story, I guess, yeah. going to Boston. But to me, I, I I guess that's a good move for them. But the, you've always talked about not liking Story and thinking he wouldn't be good outside of course. So I'm interested to see if you what oh. you think of Story in Fenway. With the, well, you know, green monsters. So, I, I don't know. I guess I'll let you go off on that for a minute. But uh, other than that, I really don't got much baseball other than I'm just excited for the season to start. I was happy to see some spring training games on TV. Uh, and it just, you know, makes makes me happy that we're going to get 162 and the season starts in, what, a little over a week. So, or two weeks, about two oh, weeks. Oh, uh, pop. Pop quiz. You guys know what else is April 7th besides the first day of the baseball season? Uh, That's my my mom's birthday. Oh, all right. Yeah. It's going to be the best day of the year then for her. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I'm sure I'm sure I'm going to come over and not be able to watch baseball that day, but that's fine. That's fine. I don't think she could care one way or another. That day isn't about you, though. That day is about your mom. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, to go to what you were saying, though, how much do you want me to be right about Trevor's story now? I don't think you've ever wanted me to be right about something more than what I said about Trevor's story last week now that he ends up with the Red Sox. Yeah, no, of course. Now I, <laughs> now I hate his cucks, but, you know, it's just part of being a fan. Um, I will. I will. Like I said, I want to see if he's able to hit there. Listen, I when I heard he was going to Fenway, it was interesting to me because obviously you got the big green monster or whatever. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. I look at Fenway and I do think hitters ballpark, right? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think so. So I think this is a good place for him to end up to kind of shake that idea that I'm sure I'm not the only person that uh, that has it, that Trevor's story is one of the guys that you look at as being a product of Coors Field. This is a good place to end up to, at the very least, try to shake that. Is he going to do it? I don't know. I think this I, the contract itself didn't seem too ridiculous to me. It's a six-year, $140 million contract. Story can opt out of the final two, deal, uh, two years of the deal. Boston can negate it by picking up a seventh-year option for $25 million or pay a $5 million buyout. Um, so I, I don't think it's crazy. I guess the idea is he's going to play second base this season. And if Bogert's walks next year, then he takes over shortstop. I, I've always been a huge Xander Bogert's fan. If you're doing this with the idea that story is going to replace Bogert's for you, I think you're looking at it with the wrong mentality. Cause I, I think Bogert's is hidden shoulders above Trevor story. Like I, I've I always, I yeah. agree with you there. I think so. I've always looked at Bogerts as like one of the top three shortstops in baseball. Truthfully, I'm a huge fan of his. So um, there's that. Yeah, the Yankees didn't really do too much, and the Mets didn't do anything. If we're being honest here, which is disappointing from the standpoint, you know, like they did what they had to do to fill some holes. They took a, a, a very measured approach here, but at the end of the day, I still look at the Mets as a team coming into the season that are they going to be able to compete for a playoff spot or for a championship? Because you look, 
Atlanta did what they did. They bring they bring in Matt Olson. They sign him to the eight year deal. Philadelphia gets Kyle Schwarber. Um, and I'm trying to remember. I know they did other things besides just Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> they signed him as familiar, which made me laugh and made me laugh so hard. Um, so they did that. The two top teams in the division did, did stuff. I, even Miami brings in Jorge Soler, who won the MVP of the World Series last year. You still got some really good teams in that um, National League. Dodgers, of course, reinforce things. They bring in Freddie Freeman. So I, I don't know. I'm hopeful with the Mets, and we'll just see. We'll, we'll just see what happens. Hopefully, it goes well. Hopefully, they're they you know if they need to make a trade or two midseason, they could do something there. Where do you think Michael Conforto is ending up? Oh, I have no idea. He, you want to talk about a guy who really overplayed his hand. And it's probably not going to get anywhere close to the contract he thought he was going to. And maybe he gets lucky and the Mets decide to bring him back on a, like a one or two year deal. That's a guy who got completely shafted by this whole thing. And rightfully so, because we talked about at the outset of free agency, this guy didn't deserve a hundred million dollar contract coming off the season he had last year. No. Yeah. So there's, there's that there. And that's that's really all I got to say. Um, we don't have to relitigate what we talked about last week. I will say this, um, not to spend too much time on it. If the protocol stays in place and the unvaccinated players can't play in New York, it's going to be very interesting to see how service time winds up playing into this because, say, Aaron Judge, who's up for free agency at the end of this season, isn't allowed to play in New York and gets put on the restricted list for the home games, he could lose half a year of service time, which means he doesn't hit free agency after the season, and he, he gets an extra year with the Yankees and hits free agency at the end of next season. And I'm sure there's more than one Met who's in the same boat with that. I think that if he – I think he would be traded. I think they I, – I, I don't see a way – he could be in New York this year playing only half the games, just less than half the games. I don't see it. Mm. I think that that's unfortunately the only option left. I, I don't know what else to do at that point. If you trade him in that type of situation, though, you're really cutting. You're not going to get a lot of value for him if you trade him in season anyway because everybody knows that he's up for free agency at the end of it. But if you put yourself in that position, I feel like you cut whatever value you could have had in half because everybody will know you're not coming from a position yeah. of strength. In that. I don't know. I don't know what you have. I'm trying not to think about the, that stuff right now. I'm just trying to focus on seeing everybody down at spring training. But, yeah, I don't know what happens at that point. Well, here's one. I'm the sure only thing I would hope is that Jason Dominguez is ready. Bring up the Martian. Let's go. I, from what I heard, he didn't have the best minor league season last year. So, what he's do you think? Seventeen years old, he's gonna be all right. He's he's you as just, young as they are. Yeah, but I'm just saying. You just talked about bringing him up to the major leagues, and then you say he's seventeen. He bring him up. All right. Okay. I don't care. Let him learn at this level. He's gonna be a monster. What do you think? And I'm just seeing this now. The Players Association and Major League Baseball reached a tentative agreement to bring the extra innings ghost runner back for the 2022 season. 
why I think that's stupid. Yeah. yeah. Dave, nobody I know we like Nobody ahead. liked that. Nobody liked no. it. I, if you're going to bring something back from last season, it should have been the seven-inning um, doubleheaders. Seven-inning doubleheaders, I would have been fine with that. This one, yeah. Dave, we kind of left you out of this. I'm sure you've heard about the ghost runner, the idea that you start extra innings and there's an automatic runner at second base to start the inning once you get to extras. What, what, were you, what are your thoughts on that one? Literally never heard of it in my life. Um, <coughs> I have no idea what that would mean other than the fact that maybe a game speeds up a little bit, which I wouldn't complain about, but other than that, the only baseball thing I know is that the Mets uh, came to an agreement with Pete Alonso for a one-year deal. I saw that on Twitter, and I saved it so that I could bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> you remember we remember I told you a little bit about salary arbitration a couple weeks ago? That's what that is. Gotcha. Well, yeah. that's all I got for you baseball-wise. You guys feel free to keep chatting, but. I appreciate no, that. That's, that's, that's all I got for yeah, That's all I got this week, too, Dave. I got to be honest. I don't got much more baseball in me this week because uh just hasn't been enough going on. I'm just excited that some spring training games are happening and baseball's back. But, yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm good on the baseball this week. I didn't know if you had anything basketball, like NBA-wise, you wanted to throw in. I don't have much there um, other than it's just putrid to see where the Lakers are at and the fact that they're still going to make the playoffs and be able to have a run being like 12 games or 10 games under 500. It's pretty bad. Um, but I also find it funny that where it's kind of flip-flop because the East, most teams in the playoffs, I think it's only the 10 slot in the East isn't over 500. Everybody else at nine and up are over 500 in the East. So, um, I'll bring that up for you basketball wise. That's about all I got for you. Um, yes, I don't know if you got anything there. Other than that, uh, I'll just throw in hockey. Uh, I've caught a couple of Rangers games. They're still playing great hockey, and uh, I think they're going to be exciting to watch come playoff time. So I'll throw that in there as well. Mm. Well, to, to go to your point, and I'm looking at the standings right now for basketball here. Yeah, you got three teams in the Western Conference because of the play in game. Three teams in the Western Conference who would at least qualify for the play-in game with under 500 records. You only have one of those for basketball. Yeah, this is what happens when you keep expanding the amount of teams that make the playoffs. So let's keep doing it. Let's keep doing it. Let's just make every team make the playoffs. Let's make the regular season meaningless. Let's make all the 500 teams have a, have a chance. Give everybody the participation trophies. Let's go, and let's make everything worse. Go ahead, Dave. I mean, Mike, I, honestly, you kind of nailed the, the bottom line. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the East is tight. The Bulls are actually playing the Bucks tonight. They had a big win against uh, the Raptors last night. Uh, so back-to-back -back playing against one of the best teams in the in the league, defending uh, champions. So tonight's a big game for Chicago. It actually would give them the tiebreaker and I think move them about half a game within Milwaukee. Um, the Phoenix Suns are head and heels, the best team though in the league right now. Um, I don't think there's any way you could actually argue that like the record shows it, but if you actually watch how they play um, golden state, they're in a rough spot. Steph Curry got hurt. 
Um, there's really no telling how long he's going to be out. He could be out for a game or two. He could be out for a couple weeks. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see because they were having a pretty good start or not start to the year, but a pretty good year so far. Um, the MVP race is crazy. Uh, I think it's the first time in over 20 years that two guys over seven feet uh, are in the top five uh, for consideration and Vegas odds and all that uh, for the MVP uh, trophy. Um, and that's uh, Joel Embiid and uh, Jokovic. Um, Not Giannis? Giannis is under seven feet. Yeah, but all right. Six he is, but he is part of the MVP conversations as well. So, mm. Yes and no. Fair enough. Um, but, yeah, so uh, honestly, that that's arguably probably the biggest thing I've seen people going back and forth about. Um, I mean, you can really look at their stat lines and not see their names and really kind of sit there and say to yourself, I don't know who I would pick. Um, even Devin Booker's got got some some run in that conversation. Demar Derozan. Now, I, I could be wrong, but aren't Yo, uh, Jokic's uh, numbers better this year than they were in his MVP season last year? Uh, yes. No, you are not wrong, and the answer is yes to your statement or question. Not by not drastically better, but they are still actually better. Like. The big one everybody can't believe the actual like, efficiency rating. That that's the one we're like really blown away by. Well, yeah, I, he's, he's he's actually gotten better, and he may not win the MVP again. Like he may, it, like it, it's just funny to me. Like you got better, but you, you're not the best. Like, well, yeah. I don't know, that, that that's a crazy year though, and it shows you the talent that's in the league right now. To to go to that though, I think part of it, yeah, he's gotten better. Jamal Murray hasn't played a game this season, right? Uh, I, don't think so. I don't know to be for sure. So he's had to carry more of the load this year, I would think. <coughs> yeah, I mean, and that, and that's the thing. Like, I just I think it's uh, the MVP race is really really interesting and something that, when it's all said and done, actually is going to come down to the end of the year. Um, it's not a lock for any player right now. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I hate My prediction, way too early prediction, winner of the Golden State Phoenix Suns playoff matchup wins the uh, championship. That That's your real championship this year. My opinion. I'll, I'll say this. The Warriors finally looked like they were starting to get healthy. They got Klay Thompson back. I think they got Draymond Green back. And then Curry goes down. Like, I know we're not, we, we can't feel bad for the Warriors because they got theirs and everything, but that sucks. That's hard. Be for the playoffs, though. Uh, I, I, Eric, uh, actually, Dave, you can clarify. That's a pretty serious foot injury he's got, if I'm not mistaken, right? There, I haven't seen updated reports. The last I saw was it could be two games, it could be two weeks. Like they're really not sure yet from the last I saw. So that could have changed since then. Mm. 
I hope he's back. I hope he's back. I've I've always kind of liked the Warriors. The uh, them turning into the new evil empire, notwithstanding, I always liked them. But uh, anyway, if we have nothing else on that one, uh, does anybody have anything else they'd like to bring up here tonight? I'm good. Good, Eric. Um, I'm. I got a good sweat going over here. Fair enough. Did anybody? That pretty damp. I'm gonna ask this one last week, and then I'll probably forget to do it next week. Did anybody see the Batman yet? Nope. No. I'm sorry, uh, Mike. Uh, I just want you guys to see it so you could be like, all right, fine. Mike really didn't go that far down the rabbit hole and give up any spoilers. But I don't think you did. I think you're okay with where you were. I think you, na- you nailed the nose. No, no, no. You know what You know what I'm talking about. You guys are like cutting me off because you thought I would go down the rabbit hole. And I, my, my stance was, no, we're good. I didn't say anything. I just want confirmation on that. That's all. I'll be okay. honest, like when, it's supposed to be on HBO Max in about a month. I'm probably just going to end up waiting. There you go. There you I'm go. probably going to do the same. And I'm, at this point, I'm probably doing the same with Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm waiting until it's Disney Plus. Because I just I haven't seen it in the theater and go spend the money now. And so I just have a feeling I'm going to watch it from the comfort well, of Well, it's, it's already... It's, it's already available for digital purchase. I don't know if it, I, that's one of those movies. I don't know if it's coming straight to Disney Plus just yet. I know they made some uh, sort of agreement. Uh, oh, no, I'm sure it's yeah. not. I'm sure it's not, but eventually it'll hit Disney Plus. Eric, yeah. Eric if, if you, do you have a smart TV? Like something yeah. you could like from your phone to your TV? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll send you a link. You can watch it if you want to. Oh, okay. oh cool. no! You're putting that link in the group chat. God damn it! Put the group, put the link in the group chat. Let us both enjoy that. That will be no problem at all. It, cool. It, it, as long as you have a smart TV and a smartphone, you can stream it to your TV. I literally just watched it last week. Well, thanks no, to cousin David, no, I do have a smart TV and a Roku now. No, yeah, no, I got a smart TV. Yeah, you can't stream it to a Roku, Mike. You have to have a smart TV. It's a Vizio. I have a Vizio. And that, that's fine, but if you yeah. ever streamed anything from your phone to your TV. I mean, I've, I've never attempted to do it, but it is a smart TV, so I'm assuming I can. But you have apps on your television? All right, I might, be, I, I might be out of luck there then. That's what I have to run for. Release Wi-Fi? I have like, Wi-Fi, yes. No, like your TV need, uses Wi-Fi? Oh, I wasn't prepared for this quiz. Yeah, so I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. I know, I know for a fact mine does because I got like I got all the the streaming services on it on it. So mm. yeah, I know I I'm good on that. So yeah, I'm good. Yeah, send that link on over. I, you, I got, Mike, you might need a little help from cousin David, but I'm sure he might be able to help you figure out a way to, to get it to work. I guess yeah. I, I will. Be, I, think, I'll, I think cousin David's intercool in that part for you yeah mike you can you could type the website in on your computer you don't have to use your phone oh okay cool cool i I know that's fine that's that's the only difference is you would have to type it in on your computer since you can't just click the link in the text i think i think the roku lets you stream stuff from websites though Uh, so i might might be able to do it 
Yeah, that I can't speak on. Yeah, I think you type I, it in and find out. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. You can tell. I, I yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks for that, though. All right. I think I think that'll do it for us here tonight, though. I think that'll do it for us here tonight. A lot of fun. A lot of fun there. Uh, let's do it. Thank you to everybody for listening to us on all our various podcasting outlets, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Anchor, Bullhorn. Always thank you guys for listening to us. Let's do some final thoughts here. Dave Hastings. Link has been set. I hope you guys enjoy. And, uh, Eric, let us know when you watch it so this way we can at least chat with you about that. Sounds good. And then, yeah, I'm with you. I'm waiting for, uh, for it to probably hit HBO Max before I watch uh, the Batman. But I am still looking forward to it. Absolutely. Final thoughts, Eric Tressler? Stan Sweaty, guys. And uh, that's all I like to do. So uh, thank you for uh, indulging me. And uh, I'm going to go <laughs> shower and towel off and... Uh, Until next week. Stay sweaty, my friend. Yes. And I am Mike Agliloro. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see y'all next week.